Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. Um, I've got a car in my driveway that belongs to me. Now, here's a question for you guys. How many of you would love to have a 2008 Mazda 3 hatchback, by the way, 2.3 liter engine, pretty nice size engine for the size of the car, but it's a 2008 Mazda 3 with 194,000 miles. Raise your hands loud and proud, scream and get excited about that. I'm willing to bet, right, um, that many of us, if we were offered that, many of us would, I, I mean, we might take the car, but we'd be like, eh, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not too, too crazy about having a car that's 11 years old, that has 194,000 miles on it. Um, thanks, but no thanks, right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, can I tell you that that car sits in the driveway right now? I spent about an hour and a half the other day. I cleaned it up. Cadell, my son, helped me. He got home from school and uh, we got out the vacuum. We vacuumed out the car real good. Uh, we took, you know, wipes down to, to the car to get all the dirt off of it in the inside. Looked good. Cleaned up the floor mats. Um, then I went to work on the outside of the car, you know, soap in the bucket, washing the car down, just a good old car wash. Now I had not, and I'm, I am not exaggerating y'all. I had not washed or vacuumed that car in, in years. I'm going to say years, seriously. Um, again, it, it was, it's a 2008 Mazda 3, 194,000 miles on it. I changed the oil in it. Does it work? Does it get me where I need to go? Yes, that's the answer. It is a mode of transportation. It gets me to wherever I need to go, my bike races, so on and so forth. So I am good with it. So why did I choose to vacuum this sucker out and clean it up real nice? Here's the answer. I don't know if I've mentioned this in the podcast. I don't know if maybe you guys have caught on to this. Uh, we, we had not had this car. I have not had my car for a period of over six months, six months, probably maybe even more than that. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to count back and, and get specific with you, but I haven't had the car for a really, really, really long time. Now, it all started with the transmission going out in the car a long time ago. The transmission decided to give out. Like I said, it's got a lot of miles on it. I wasn't surprised that the transmission went out. It's an old car and that's going to happen to it. Well, Kristen and I decided, well, the transmission went out in the car. What do you want to do? And we decided better than having another car payment, let's get the transmission fixed. Well, great. Well, I have a friend who knows somebody who got me in contact with a mechanic to be able to fix this transmission for a really good price, a price that we could afford that we were happy with. So we send the car off to go get fixed by this gentleman. Well, long story short, this gentleman is not a very ethical person. And this gentleman uh, began tinkering with the car, began fixing the car, maybe didn't really know what he was doing. And so the car sits, the car is getting repaired, but it's not really getting repaired and time is passing and I don't have a car, by the way, very thankful for my neighbors who 
my goodness, were, were lifesavers. They had an extra car, so they're allowing me to use their car just sparingly to get to Cadell, to get Cadell to school, to go to the grocery store now and then, to just do little odds and ends, but I'm, I'm, I'm not driving a lot because I don't want to be using somebody else's car. All the while, this guy is apparently fixing my car, but again, not a very trustworthy person. He's not really fixing my car. He's hanging on to it little by little. I can't get a hold of the guy. He's up in Arlington. I'm in Waxahachie. It's about an hour's drive away. Um, ends up getting my car impounded and ends up impounding my car and not telling me that my car was, in, like not telling me that he wasn't going to get it. He, he told me that he was gonna go get the car out of the yard but he doesn't, he didn't have the money or whatever his story was. And so the car's sitting in an impound yard and I I didn't know, I thought he had gotten it out. And I thought that he was continuing to quote unquote, work on the car and repair it for me. Uh, All the while, none of that is actually happening. The car's sitting in an impound yard. So the last straw was I get the car out of the impound yard and, um, I bring the, I get the car towed back home and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm done with this mechanic and, uh, like, I, I guess I, I don't know what to do at this point. Uh, I washed my hands of the guy. We paid the guy for repairs that never got done. The car is still not working. The transmission is still not fixed. I've paid to get the car out of the impound yard, but, uh, this mechanic is nowhere to be found. And so I can't even contact the guy to kind of fix up with this guy and do what I need to do. So at this point, I just, I, I did a pivot and I, um, uh, I decided to go with another buddy of mine and this guy, I actually know, like I actually know this guy personally, me, I didn't know this other mechanic personally, uh, it was through a friend of a friend. And so I know this guy. So I, long story short, I got my car fixed. My car is back in my driveway. When I turn the key, it works. I've been able to drive the car around. Uh, I've got my car back. Right now I've put a lot of money into this repair. At this point, I've put a substantial amount of money in, um, way more than I was planning on putting in, but the car is fixed. And, uh, there, there's a lot of y'all there, there's been a lot of mental kind of battling and mental anguish and just mindset, I guess, stuff that has gone into this. Namely, here's, here's number one. Um, this guy was unethical with me, this first mechanic, This guy charged me for, and I paid for repairs that were never done. Uh, This guy got my car impounded through no fault of my own. He got my car impounded. Uh, What do I do with this guy, right? Um, This guy should pay for, for that, right? There is a justice system in place, and... What do I do, right? Um, I, I want this guy to to give me back what he owes me. Um, but truth be told, he really doesn't have the money probably to pay me back, okay? Uh, and I talked to the Justice of the Peace out there in Arlington, and I've talked to a couple of other people that uh, have told me, Mario, you know, honestly, I don't know what you're gonna get out of this guy, because if he doesn't have money to pay you, then he really kind of, he, he, he can't pay you. So as I sat and thought about this, here's what I felt. I felt anger. I'm going to be honest with you. I felt uh, feelings stirring up in me. Like if I went to court 
with this guy, which is what they would do. They would serve him a letter and then he would have to show up in court and I would have to show up for that date as well. As, as I thought about that happening, I thought to myself, wow, like on that day, I'm going to be pretty charged up. Like when I see this guy, there are going to be some things that I want to tell this guy and they're probably not going to be very nice. And if this guy chooses to say things back to me and act in a way that lines up with his character and obviously not being very forthcoming with me. Um, I don't know where my anger is going to stop. Right. And I, and I was kind of scared of myself and kind of what I would do. Like, am I going to want to fight this guy? Like, this is just me being real with y'all. I'm, I'm just being honest. And so as I sat in that, and as I begin to get together my evidence with emails and receipts and text messages and all that kind of stuff, like evidence that's going to make the judge say, yeah, this guy is a not, not, not a very good guy. Like, yeah, I agree with you. This guy owes you money. Oh, but he doesn't have the money to pay for that stuff that he did or stole from you. Like as I was walking through just getting all that ready, I'm like angry sitting at a table in my house and I'm thinking to myself, okay, Mario, is it worth it? Is it worth it to allow another man who, yeah, he's not a very honest guy, but is it, is it worth it to allow that guy to control you? That guy's controlling me. That guy's in the driver's seat of my emotions. That guy is making me feel something, right? Even though he doesn't even know it right now in this moment, and I'm recording this for y'all, and I don't know where this guy is, he's exercising a control over me that quite frankly, I shouldn't really give him, right? And so on one hand, I'm like, but I mean, an eye for an eye, right? He stole from me, I want the money back. But then on the other side of things, but Mario, he's controlling you. How does that make you feel? And so what was or what is the solution to all of this? And can I tell you guys that here's my solution? Some of you guys may not agree with this and that's fine. Some of you guys are thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe this, that he's doing this, but here's my solution. I'm not taking the guy to small claims court. I'm not going to drive all the way up to Arlington. I'm not going to file the paperwork. I'm not going to go after this guy from the money that he stole from me. I'm going to say something like, and this is by God's grace, somehow my wife and I, we've been able to financially like weather this storm of paying for all of this stuff that never got done. And we're, we're okay. I mean, no, <laughs> uh, I would like to have that money back, but, but we made it somehow. And so my answer was to just drop it. My answer was, you know what? Forget that guy. Forget about what he's done to you. Move on. And pivot and go to your buddy, your buddy, you paid for the work that he did. Your buddy actually fixed the car. Your car actually works. Focus on what you do have. And here's what I've got, y'all. I've got a car sitting in my driveway that I am extremely thankful for. I am thankful for that car. Uh, Man, I was cleaning it up and I told Cadell, I said, Cadell, did you know that uh, this is the car that mommy and daddy, this is mommy and daddy's first car that they bought when they were married. And we bought it new and that probably wasn't the best move, but whatever, it's all good. It's actually turned out well. Like we've actually put a lot of miles on this thing. This thing is fixed and I don't know, this thing could run for a long, long, long time. Like we could have this car for a lot longer now that it's repaired in good working order. But 
What I wanted to focus on and what I am focusing on is, Mario, you've got a car that you, you should be grateful for that, man. Like, you've got a car that works. Clean it up. Care for it. Make it look nice. Show some pride in it and be thankful for the car and be thankful that it's repaired. Be thankful that it works. Don't focus on the the negative thing, which was that a guy was not very truthful with you and he stole from you, quite frankly. Don't focus on that, right? Here's another little thing that I did and I've done it on purpose. So when you get your car impounded, they, I guess, take one of those like little chalk markers and they write down, I guess, the day that it was impounded and then they write down like the number of the spot that it's in or whatever. I don't know how impound yards work, but I know that it's a, it's a sign of this, this car was impounded. And as I'm washing the car, uh, that number's on there pretty good and uh, it's on the back window. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that on the window. Why? Not because when I think about that, I want to think about the fact that like this first mechanic of mine got the car impounded and chose not to tell me. And I had to go out there and bail my car out with my own money when I shouldn't have had to have done that. No, I left that number on there because I wanted to be reminded of, look at all that you, that you did to, to have this car. Be thankful, man. It's still yours. It's still in your possession. It still works well. This car has been faithful to you and provided you with a lot of travel and places that you've been and there's memories in that car. And so that, that's what I'm choosing to focus on. I know that this sounds maybe silly and I know that this is like, wow, like he's focusing on a car. This is so dumb, but it's just, it's gratefulness. It's expressing thankfulness. It's something that I feel that we don't do enough of. And it's a 2008 Mazda 3 with 194,000 miles on it. And yeah, man, I, I am I am thankful for this car, even though maybe a lot of people would look at it and be man say, man, that, that's a piece of junk. Because if we can go through, here's the application. We need to be more thankful. We need to be more grateful. Notice what it does to our posture. Notice how it makes us feel. Notice how it changes how we think and changes like our emotions. And so I, I've just been walking through that the last couple of days. And, I, you know, the truth is, is that this feeling of gratefulness for this car is going to slowly erode. Right now, I'm very ecstatic about the car and I've cleaned it and it's nice and it, and it runs good and all that good stuff. And I don't know, like down the road when it starts getting a little bit dirtier or if and when it breaks down again or whatever, like... It's going to be hard for me to hang on to what I'm, what I'm expressing right now in thankfulness and gratefulness for this car, but I'm getting ahead of myself, right? I've also preached on and I've also talked to us about staying in the present moment. And right now, the present moment where I am, I'm thankful for this car and I look at this car differently than I did. I look at this car differently now than I did six months ago when it was running for me when it was working, when I took it for granted, yep, it's your Mazda 3, go ahead, get in, turn the key, get it to where it's going, don't clean it, I mean, whatever, look at this thing. I have a different appreciation, I have a different perspective on that car right now. 
So I, I just wanted to share this with you guys. This is something that I've kind of kept under wraps, by the way. I've been going through all of this stuff, and believe me, there's a lot more to the story. Um, I've been going through this for like over six months. Like this has been something that's been underneath the surface. I'm recording podcast episodes. We're kind of doing life together. Y'all are listening to me. I'm listening to y'all and kind of everything's going on, you know, on the surface. And this has been playing beneath the surface is this car that I haven't had this back and forth with this mechanic, this tension with me, this, uh, you know, what are you feeling? Hey, you need to, you know, kind of not feel that way. Don't let this control be exerted of you type of thing. This is something that's been going on with me for a while. And to to land the plane, I'm thankful that this is over. I'm thankful that this chapter is over in my story, my, 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 mine and my family story, because my family, we were all impacted by the fact that we had one car for a really long time and we're borrowing our neighbor's car, but this chapter is over. So I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that I'm closing the book on it. I'm thankful the car's back. You know, I put the car back in my neighbor's spot where they always parked their car that they were letting me borrow, like it feels good, right? But all that to say, this doesn't mean that we're problem free from this point forward. I mean, there might be something else that takes the place of the tension and the uh, wrestling with of the car. Something might take its place coming up here soon. I don't know, Um, but that's okay. That's life. That's how it goes. It's it's always going to be something. I'm not saying that to be pessimistic. I'm not saying that to make us feel bad. It's just, it is. And you know what? When we get there, we'll put on our problem-solving hat, and we'll kind of shore up and get all these principles together, and we'll look and see how we can best navigate through this. And I'm not saying that I've navigated perfectly through me not having a car for six months. There's been some there's been some dark, deep moments. There's been a lot of wondering about finances and, and, and when I, if, if and when I see this guy, what I'm going to do. And there's been a lot of things, right? But uh, I, I'm here and we made it. And yeah, I, I think I've got to go somewhere later. I'm pretty sure I've got to go somewhere later. And I am happily going to go in my car, in my car that I haven't had for a while, but it's back. Hey, thank you guys for sitting through this. Uh, I, I hope that... You know, I had somebody the other day tell me, uh, I, I told them a story about, you know, my race and, and me being sick. That was a couple of episodes ago. And they just said, Mario, you know, that that's pretty cool, man. I, it sounds to me like that stuff all jives with kind of what you throw at us with the podcast and what you're reading and what you listen to and kind of, you know, the way that you approach us and the way that you advise us. And, you know, I told them, I said, man, I would feel like I was stealing from you guys. I would I would have a bad conscience if I didn't tell you, you know, an echo like when I go through things that I try to approach them the same way that I try to help you guys approach things. So I am I, I'm I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that hopefully there is a realness, hopefully there is an honesty, and there is a rawness that comes through to you guys letting you guys know that I handle things or I try to handle things the same way that I'm advising that you guys handle things. And um, I'm glad. I'm glad that you guys feel that because that is 100% my aim. I'm not trying to tell you guys to do something and then I'm going to go and handle it a different way and kind of, you know, do something else that you guys have never heard of from me. So, Thankful for that. I'm thankful for y'all. I'm thankful for your continued support. I'm thankful for you guys continuing to support this podcast, continuing to support me and what I'm trying to do. And uh, 
rock and roll, y'all. So I hope that you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. Until next time.